0: You have been too long at this mountain. That's what I've been taught in this uh, lesson today. Um, Mount Sinai holds a a special place in history for the Jewish nation because it was there that the Jewish nation formally began, at the Mount Sinai. We all know the story in the book of Exodus, how the children of Israel were delivered through the Red Sea by the mighty hand of our our Father, Father God. They marched towards the southeast for three months, as he says in Exodus chapter 19, verse 1, and they finally came to a bleak and barren country, Sinai. At the foot of the mountain peak, these refugees, because that's what they were, they were refugees, they made their camp there. And they did not know it at that particular time, but their stay was going to last for six months. And in six months, an amazing amount of things are going to happen to this refugee people. It was at Sinai, you will remember, A, they enjoyed a season of rest and refreshment. It was at Sinai they ratified the covenant with God in Exodus chapter 24. And they were formally made then God's children. At the foot. They heard the voice of their God for the first time rumbling off from Sinai. It says in Exodus chapter 19 verse 16. It was here they were given the book of rules to live by. And that was all summarised in the Ten Commandments. At the foot they constructed a tabernacle and they accepted the formal rules of worship. It was also the priests and their qualifications were given preparations were being made for the journey. And of course, all this had been grand. That was great. They had the rest. They were getting prepared. It was all fantastic. The The religious revelation, hearing God's voice. All the excitement was all happening at the foot. But finally... The time had arrived. The voice of God spoke again. As recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 6. And said. You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Turn and set your journey. You see very simply stated. Israel stayed at the foot of Sinai. Do you know what? That was a very good thing. It's a very good thing. But God knew. There was a very real danger that Israel were going to stay at the foot of mountain forever. They were never going to move off. There was work to be done. There was territory they had to conquer. There was miles to be crossed before they were home. And I believe the lesson is a simple one for us. And its application is very easy to be seen. The days spent by Israel in the wilderness serve as a vivid biblical example to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 1 it reads For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and they all passed through the sea. You see, they made mistakes, and when they make mistakes, we should profit from those mistakes. In Hebrews chapter 3 verse 8, it uses the same method. Do not make the same mistakes that they did. In so many instances, what happened to them in the physical sense, also happens to us in a spiritual sense. You see, they were delivered from slavery. And do you know what? Me and you were delivered from slavery. Mm. Romans chapter 6 verse 16 Mm. tells you that. They were baptized. Do you know what? And so are we. Again, you can read 1 Corinthians 10 verse 1. They had a goal to reach. And church, we've got a goal to reach as well. See, I get the feeling then. That God could examine his people even in the 21st century today. He can still examine us. See, we stand on the brink of a new year. Br- brink of you. We'll a come of days time, the new year comes in. He could look at us and say the very same thing he did to his people of old. You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Set your journey, Birmingham Church, and go forward. He could say the same thing to me and you today. See, the life of the church is much like the life of the Jewish nation, because we are family. Yeah. To work, we need to accomplish. It cannot be accomplished all this work in the church by one of us or twenty one of us. We have to move as a church, as a unit, to work at it as a family, to go forward. The family of Birmingham seems forever sometimes is we're always preparing. We're always preparing sometimes. We need to be doing something. But sometimes, you know what, we just do not know what to do. We train, we learn, we prepare, we encourage. And some of us, many think of us, perhaps, you know what, I don't want to move. I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy where I am and I don't want to move. Like Israel basking at the foot of Sinai, we could be content to stay this way forever. But that is not what God designed us to be. It is not what he designed us to do. So this afternoon, let me offer a few suggestions to get us going for the new year. We have to move from this mountain. Because the status quo will not suffice for us. We have been long enough doing what we're always doing. And some of us have to be told. Some of us have to be told. You've been too long a babe in Christ. Some of us may have been ignorant of the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 to 14. Read this. Hebrews 5. Hebrews 5 verse 12 to 14 reads. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Some of us might be even weak in faith. Some of us might be happy with being weak in faith, but we should not be happy with being weak in faith, and we should not be happy being still on milk. We have to move from the mountain church because God has a wondrous journey planned for us. See, we've had peace in the valley, but now we have to move forward and we have to move up new heights. We have to gain every single day. And you're probably going to say, "Okay, then, okay, God, we're going to go to the higher ground. And by the way, Lord, just who lives on the higher country? God, who lives on that? We're going to go with you, Lord. We're going to go up. Who lives there? And God's going to turn around and say, do you know who lives there? The Amorites. The Amorites live there. And you're going to say, well, God, they don't like us. The Amorites don't like God's people and God's going to say well do you know what you're going to have to fight church you're going to have to fight and you're going to say well God I don't think I want to go I don't think I want to go God but we're going to go to the high country he says we're going to go to the Negev the south country down in the valley on the plains you're going to fight all over this land but you know what you will win you will win there's a movie, I'm sure some of the young ones will never get this movie, but it's the only one I could find which is relevant to what I was going to say today. There's a movie called Northwest Passage. Has anybody watched that film? Come on, there's going to be more than three yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you. have got to stall the sun now. Because I thought there's a few more of them. Okay, I'll give you... I'll give you the reason why the Northwest Passage is a film. You need to watch this film to understand what I'm going to talk about. The Northwest Passage. There's an actor in there called Spencer Tracy, and in the film he's called John Rogers, mm-hmm. and he's the head of the Rogers Rangers. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. In the end of the movie, his tattered forces have just returned from a long trek, fighting, and they're near starvation. Okay, that gives you that's what they are. So they're worn out. And Roger says to the Roger Rangers, he says, Oh, by the way, uh, lads, the next trip you're going to start going on, it won't be like the little piece of cake that you've just come through. Okay? Oh, no, sorry, not that bit of piece of cake. We're going to start taking, in fact, we're going to take a little walk first to whet your appetites. Mm -hmm. You know what, we're going to walk for a thousand miles, we're going to (laughs) walk. And then we're going to come to this little fort called Detroit. That's where we're going to come to. But you know what? That's the jumping off place. That's the starting point. So you can imagine these guys have just fought, they're starving, and he says to them, You know what? You're all going to go on a little journey. A thousand miles. Okay. And he says, "Why well, you rangers have not seen Indians yet. They just fought their way through several thousand, by the way. You're going to see the plains, Indians. You're going to see the red men of the Shining Mountains and those men along the mighty river Oregon. Red men that white men have never seen before. Because we are going to end up on the great Western Ocean itself, paradise. We're going to find a way across this continent. A northwest passage. You'll see hardwood groves like cathedrals. Corn stalks as tall as elms. Rivers packed with salmon and trout, Grass so high that cows stand knee deep in it. And, and give nothing but cream. And you know what church? That is the message that God is going to give you and me here. This is what he's telling us. You've had enough rest. But you've got to go. We as a church have to go. We're going to go into the land of the Amorite. And the people of the promised land. You will fight and you'll see things you've never seen before. But you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Because we have to move from the mountain church. Because the future for the Birmingham church lies ahead of us. Not behind us. It lies in front of us. You see, I have given you this land. Go and take possession of the land that the Lord swore he would give to your fathers. To Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to their descendants after them. That's what he says. But do you notice the principle? I have given it to you. Okay, I've given you Birmingham. Go and take it. Go and take it. And there was a reason for them moving out and moving on. There was a reason God did it. They weren't being driven out into some dark night, into some storm. He wasn't driving them out. He wanted them to leave the good for the better that lies in front. That's why God wanted them to move from there. If they had stayed ten years at the foot of that mountain, they would have been nomads. Dwelling out in a desert land. God did not want that because he had the green pastures of Israel in his eyes. And that is the beauty, church, of our journey, if you want to come on that journey. See, people used to talk of walking in this vale of tears, this low ground of sin and sorrow, until we come to the cold waters of the Jordan to pass over into life. Into, uh, into death. Oh, deliver me, Lord, deliver me. That's what they were saying. Mm. But I like David's view better. Mm. David says this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> so to finish, I told you it was going to be long. Astronauts. Buzz Aldrin. Mm-hmm. You know who Buzz Aldrin was? National. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's another note to the cell. <laughs> the second man to step on the moon, obviously. Yeah. He was the second man to step on the moon, okay? Some time back in an interview on, I think it was NBC's Today program, he told of the years of education, hard work, Dreams and rigorous discipline. He spent preparing for that historical mission with Neil Armstrong to the moon. During the interview, Aldrin also told of his later emotional breakdown and slow, painful recovery. He totally broke down. The crisis did have—he had nothing to do with the moon or the space travel, anything to do with that. Had absolutely nothing to do with that. So what caused it? Over and over, Buzz Aldrin kept saying that the breakdown resulted from the terrible disillusionments he felt after working so hard, achieving every goal set before him, and then finding it, it was all empty after it was over. It was all gone. He broke down. Church, where we are going... And what we are doing will never give you the empty, worthless feeling. It will not give you that. It will not. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10 says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown as you have helped his people and continue to help them. To finish this is a true story. There's a uh, a preacher I know and he told me the story. It's only a few lines to finish. He said one Sunday there was an aged lady uh, I think she was in the 80s, 90s and she was was in the lobby of the church the the, the service had just finished and she clasped his hands joyfully and she looked at him and she said just think brother Luss all this and heaven too Church, we should be sitting here all this and heaven too That is why God calls you to get up and move out. You need, we all need, in this new year of transitioning for us as a church, we need to set some goals. Not just because it's a sermon on a Sunday and it all sounds good and it all sounds out. We have to set that. We have got to move from the mountain because God's promised us something over there which is even better. But it's going to take time, it's going to take a fight. There's battles to be had. But the the vision in front that God's got for us Is going to be absolutely amazing Because I know why Because the Bible tells us that So you need to set some goals You need to dedicate yourself And you really need to start doing that today We are family We move as a unit As a family Let's move from the foot of the mountain Let's go and find Israel But you're going to have to fight But as a family, we'll get there, and God has promised us so much. Amen. Amen. Amen.